Hi, welcome back to another episode of Stories for the Day and Night. I hope you enjoy. So far, little kid book, we have Hey, That's My Monster by Amanda Nall and illustrated by Howard McWilliam. Tonight, when I looked under my bed for my monster, I found a note instead. So long, kid. Gotta go. Someone needs me more than you do. Gabe. What? Gabe was my monster. Nobody needed him more than me. But someone sure did need a monster. My little sister, Emma. Now that Emma slept in a toddler bed, he liked to climb out, roam the house, and play noisy games. Um, I can't read the rest because it's ripped out. I tiptoed across the hall to Emma's room. She wasn't even there. But Gabe was... I gulped, zoomed across the carpet, and leaped onto Emma's bed before Gabe could grab my toes. Gabe, I whispered, please go back to our room. I'll get Emma to sleep. You? He snorted. You're going to get her to sleep? Ha, that's a good one. But you know what? I like you, kid. So I'll give you three chances. She's not asleep. I'll be back. And Gabe was gone. Just then, Emma toddled into the room. She clearly needed a monster. Maybe she didn't know how to get one, but I did. Hey, Emma, I said. Let's play. Can you knock on the floor? Emma knocked with a dinosaur. It worked. I heard some creaking under Emma's bed. Then something sniffled. It squelched. It dripped. So far, so good, I thought. This monster sounds scary enough for Emma. But Emma kept on playing. The slime-covered monster slid out. It oozed toward Emma. Icky, she laughed, wiping one of the monster's noises. Icky, wipe! Emma wasn't scared at all. Excuse me. I said to the mucus monster, I didn't catch your name. My babe is Agus. She said for stuffed noses. Dive for bed, Ebba. Emma giggled and wiped some more. I knew this wouldn't work. Thanks, Agatha. Nice try. But I think we need a monster with claws. Agatha sniffled. And then she was gone. Emma, I coaxed again. Knock, knock, knock. She knocked on the floor. With a teapot this time. And I heard more creaking. Then a slippery tail slid out from under the bed. A second, the second monster rasped. I'm Cynthia. Much better, I thought, when I saw the jagged claws. Cynthia might be the perfect monster for Emma. 
blinked and said, Pretty! Then she decorated Cynthia's tail with bracelets. Ugh, Cynthia snarled. I'm not here to play dress up. I'm here to scare you into bed. Cynthia rattled loudly, but Emma danced to the beat. I'm sorry, Cynthia. I said, this isn't going to work. Well, I never, she sniffed, and then she was gone. Cynthia, come back, Emma demanded, stomping on the floor. Excellent, I thought. Maybe that would summon the perfect monster for Emma. Tentacles swarmed from under the bed, and an icy voice called, I shrank back in terror, but Emma was enchanted. Who's out of bed? The monster continued. Come to Vala. Come to Vala. Emma high-fived one of the tentacles, and the third monster emerged. I already had doubts about this one, but he was my last chance. Vladimir, can you get Emma to sleep? Yes, he hissed, reaching for Emma. I can get her. Emma giggled and hopped over the tentacles like jump ropes. Oh no, I blurted. She's not supposed to be having fun. This will never work. Vlad's tentacles drooped. He slanked under the bed and he was gone. Sorry, Vlad. I called. Boy, was I sorry. I was about to lose Gabe. Forever. Now Emma was coloring and singing. Blah, 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 Cynthia, yeah, yeah. I go fa, fa, fa. Gabe must have heard her because he was back. That's it, kid, he grunted. You had three tries. Now it's my turn. Gabe's green ooze sizzled across the floor as he growled. Put the cram down. Emma peered at my hulking, shark-clawed monster and said, Fuzzy! Hey, Gabe, I cheered. Emma isn't afraid of you. What? Gabe burst from under the bed and loomed over Emma. Steam spurted from his ears. Get into bed, Gabe thundered. Emma hopped up, but she kept giggling. Fuzzy, fuzzy monster! Gabe, I said, Emma's not scared enough to fall asleep. Please, let's go back to our room. No can do, kid, Gabe growled. I may not be the perfect monster for Emma, but I'm the best so far. At least she's in bed now. I gotta stay here. You're on your own. I knew Emma needed Gabe, but he was my monster. How was I ever going to get to sleep without him? Just then, I heard a tiny noise. Emma froze. Gabe and I peered under the bed. Stella, what are you doing here? Gabe asked. 
still a son, tugging on her teaching. had a little sister too. I thought Stella's hiccups were cute, but Emma obviously didn't. Stella sure noticed. She tiptoed closer, hiccuping with every step. Hick, hick, hick. From under her covers, Emma squeaked, Shoo! Shoo? Stella repeated, Oh, shoo! That's where toes go. I love toes. Stella crept towards Emma's feet. Emma squealed, scrunched in her feet, and giggled. No toes! No toes! Gabe laughed. Stella, it looks like you're the perfect monster for Emma. Now, if you don't mind, you can get her to sleep while I get back to what I do best. Stella nodded. Hick! I sighed with relief and switched off Emma's lamp. Then I ran into my room, leaped into my bed, and scrunched up my feet so Gabe couldn't get them. I shivered happily. Emma had Stella. I had Gabe. Everything was back to normal. We'd all be asleep in no time. And that's, hey, that's my monster. Okay, so, um, continuing A Wolf Called Wonder by Rosie and Perry. I believe we are on chapter 8. And it's called Found. The bachelor wolves were not hard to find. They howl on and on, a proud, a pride howl. They have taken me, all the better for me. I will eat first and show them my hunting skill next time when I am stronger. I am grateful. Und under the rough bark that has grown over my wound, my muscles ache, and the hours of walking have made me, have made me weary. I will have to beg to eat with them. I will hate lowering my tails to these fools. But I must start somewhere. To join a pack, you must fight your way in or beg, and I am in no shape for fighting. Worm had a way of creeping toward me to play wrestle. He would let me win, and it made me love him and want to take care of him. I can pretend to be like Worm. I can make them want to take care of me. I looked to the mountains of my home ground, all lit up with the setting sun. The pale wolves will be there. They will be wet walking over mother's and father's sun posts, gathering in our meeting place, hunting our elk. Sharp will be one of them now. He's alive, at least. Would it be worth it to stay on the home ground and live among strangers? I could go back. I would, could beg my way into the enemy pack, and then at least I would be home. But what sort of a home would it be? Always following, always eating last. The bachelor wolves are not very impressive, but they are young. They will get better. I could lead them someday. I will make myself strong and fight my way to the top. The prairie has elk and streams of water to keep us alive, and the sight of the mountain to lift our heads at the end of the day. What more does a wolf need? With that thought, I turn away from the mountains and head towards my new pack. 
Twilight is the stillest time of day, and there is no wind to bring me the smell of what lies ahead. The bachelor wolves have stopped howling, but I find them by, but I can find them by the sound of their eating. They have caught something smaller than an elk, some, some, smaller than e- a deer even. It has black and white skin. It must be the puff of a cow. Father would not like that. Even worse than sheep, he would say. Only fit for coyotes and vultures, he would say. I am hungry. I have to eat what I can. I stop a safe distance away and make plans. Even in the still air, I smell the fresh meat. The smell of fresh meat is so good it makes my stomach groan. I should wait until I have eaten the best parts so they will not mind sharing what's left. But if I wait too long, there will be nothing, and I am so hungry. It is too late in the day for birds to gather, so there is nobody to raise the alarm that I'm watching them. I sweep the tall grass all around to see if I have any competitors for the rest of the meat. There is someone out there. I might have missed it, but the slight twitch of a thick clump of grass catches my eye. I turn my ears that way and raise my head to smell. Warm? My heart skips a beat. I raise up taller and smell him again, and smell again. It's him, my worm. I would know him anywhere. I lift my head to howl, but then freeze. He is hiding, hunched low to the ground, watching the bachelor wolves. His golden gray fur blends with the pale green and silver grasses. He is alone and afraid. I am in no shape to defend him if the bachelor wolves attack, and they might. Women right together are more of a threat to him. Then, I hold back my howl. I circle around silently and find a cluster of tall yellow flowers behind him. The bachelor wolves are still feeding. There is not enough wind to carry my smell to warm. I roll a rock with my paw. He lifts his head and turns my ears my way. I'm here. I wolf to him as softly as I can. A shiver goes through Warm. He turns around to look. I step into the open. He creeps toward me. I let my wag go. Warm, I knew he would follow me. When he is at last by my side, he rests his chin on my shoulder with a deep sigh. Whatever happens now, we will be together. You're here, Warm says. (coughs) I dreamed that you would be here. I rub my chin against his neck. We will, we will travel together, I say, just like we planned. I can face anything now. The prairie is not so bad, I begin. There are elk, lots of them, and water. We will find a way, just the two of us. I know it's been from shoulder to... Then I see them. Claw marks from his back to his rump. Long, red, and angry. His back legs tremble even when he is standing still. I do not know how he is standing at all. The pain that still burns my shoulder must must be nothing compared to his wounds. His wounds are not running with red, not now, but they get clear through his fur and skin and deep into muscle. I feel a revenge growl deep in my throat. Who did this? I will tear them apart with my own teeth. Even as my growl builds to a snarl, I know that whoever did this was bigger and stronger than me. How will I protect Worm now? 
I am wounded and weak myself. He's thin, so thin. I can feel each rib under my tongue as I lick his wounds. Rest, I say to him. I will bring you meat. I nose him down where the tall grass covers us both. He needs rest and food. He needs me. I knew you would get away, Worm says as he curls up on the ground at my feet. You are the fastest of us all. I lick his ears the way he likes. Cross enemy ground and clear out here on the flat. You never gave up. I would follow you anywhere, he says. My heart aches for him. He has not said what became of mother and the pups. I want to know the truth, and I dread knowing. I have often seen Worm scared, but never this week. I cannot ask him. Not now. I will feed him. I will make him better. And then the mother and the pups survived. We will find them together. I will turn back towards the bachelor rules and their kill. Toward the food that will save us both. And chapter 9 is called Lightning. Oh, I just realized something. There's a moon at the top of every page of every um, new chapter. I'm going to go back to the first chapter, C, and see. Oh, there's no moon. So there's no moon at pack. It's going to be a lot of page flipping. No, not watch, because it's the same day. But if, yep, none at rival, so that's chapter three. So chapter three. Chapter three. Chapter four. Oh, it has a full moon. Okay, so chapter four. Five is pain. Yeah, and there's a different moon. Hey! Hey. Chapter six. Chapter seven. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, five is chapter seven. Oh! Is it chapter seven? I think it's chapter seven. Oh, cool! I hope you enjoyed. So, I hope you enjoyed. And next time, the next episode, which will be Saturday, I will do two riddles. Sorry we're not doing this.